This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The Fed raised interest rates a quarter point, as most expected. The focus was reading between the lines of what Jerome Powell said after the announcement. What Hawks heard was his emphasis on the need to continue fighting inflation with the Fed's goal to tame it back toward 2% from its current rate of 6%. What Doves heard was the noticeable absence about the likelihood for continued hikes in rates as needed through 2023 that have accompanied post-hike remarks in the past. Instead, all Powell indicated was the likely need for one more quarter-point hike by the end of the year. So what makes Powell think one more hike might be all that's needed to keep inflation slowly working downward? Because there are other signs of a slowing economy now exasperated by the banking crisis that Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen addressed in Senate testimony. She downplayed ideas the government was preparing to guarantee deposits beyond the $250,000 limit on FDIC insurance for all banks. She simply reassured senators the U.S. banking system is sound and will weather this storm. Yellen couldn't go much beyond her demeanor of calm and assurance because right now the United States is up against another debt limit forcing the Treasury Department to take extraordinary measures to make existing debt payments and those measures will be exhausted in a couple of months. Meanwhile, back to our actual commodity market situation, we're dealing with a major break in prices that confirmed a bear market psychology, yet down to multi-month lows and important support levels. Further, we're now got trading funds that have gone from massively long to net short in corn in a matter of weeks. Funds remain heavily short in wheat, and have even gotten net short in soybean oil. They appear now to be liquidating alongs in soybeans and meal as well. The bottom line is we still don't know for sure what the 23 acreage mix will be. And even though the weather outlook has improved, this market has already discounted a fairly bearish turn in the fundamentals, particularly in new crop. I wrote this in the Tuesday morning report. It deserves a second read. The chart look for corn suggested it's just a matter of time until the July 2022 low fails, 574 in July corn. Same eventual likelihood for soybeans too, but they have filling open chart gaps as their first downside objective, 1355 in July soybeans. Soil led the soybean market up and it is now leading it down. Poised to be first to break support at the July 2022 low, at 53.56 in July soy oil, unquote. Maycorn gave cash sellers another shot over $7 a bushel here in northwest Iowa this morning. Many thought that the fund liquidation of long corn was friendly, but what is to say that they did not eventually go short corn like in wheat? New crop momentum has rolled over. The spurt of Chinese corn export news offers just a small improvement to the corn balance sheet and is now in the market. Old crop corn could chop through planting season. December new crop corn may pause ahead of next week's reports of bearish momentum as broken by short-covering profit-taking. A pause is just a consolidation before the trend resumes. Rallies are going to get sold. We would advise against selling weakness. As bearish as wheat has been, we've been able to catch rallies to advance sales. As suggested, soy oil has broken the July low. July soybeans are going after the chart gap. November soybeans filled their chart gap, poised now to test July lows. A pause is likely here too. Funds were still long soybeans, but are in liquidation in the soy complex now. Sorry for the bad news. On the cattle. 
Heifers have made up a significantly enlarged share of numbers on feed during the ongoing herd liquidation. Fewer numbers of heifers will be available to feed lots when the drought eventually goes into remission and they can be kept away from them. The drought continues to hang on in the Plains states all the way up into Canada. The recent cattle on feed report still shows heifers flooding into feedlots. El Nino could bring this to an abrupt end. There were fewer cattle put on feed in the recent report, but those on feed are being fed more days as replacement costs are so high. They'll feed the ones that they have longer. More so if feed costs moderate. The U.S. beef cow herd was down 3.6% from the previous January. The industry culled over 13% of the herd. Both those numbers were records and the highest levels seen since the 1980s. The multi-year drought in the United States sent an exorbitant number of cattle to market. When the drought breaks, it will be hard to imagine the impact on cattle supplies when that happens. The swing from record liquidation to no liquidation and retention should not be underestimated. As noted previously, my fear is what the subsequent sharply higher beef prices will do to demand. It will take a lot of lean beef imports to keep hamburger joints supplied so that they are not trying to sell burgers at stake prices. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.